Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast that started out ranking episodes of Kids in the Hall, but is now devoted to uncovering the secret of Bruce McCullough's time traveling. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. When we're done with that, though, we'll get back to the business of reviewing each episode and answering the tough questions like, if a man became a woman, could he finally learn to love herself? (laughs) I'm Hans Seidemann from Prince Rupert, British Columbia, and I'm hosting today's episode. I'll be joined today, as always, by Kalina McCortoff in London, England. Hi, Kalina! Hi! And joining me from Vancouver, it's our very own Stuart Derek Kotick and Trevor Record! Hit the SNL intro. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So today we'll be reviewing episode 15 of season 1, which aired on April 10th, 1990. So let's kick off with our sketch rundown. For today, we've got Crazy Love, wherein the kids try to answer, who's the hottest on death row? <laughs> Blues man wannabe, Mark injures his lily-white collegiate hands playing the hand bone. <laughs> the women lovers, Bruce and Dave, aren't awful. They're just love too much. Mm. Buddy stranded on a desert island in which Buddy learns to be careful what you wish for. Mm. Uh, Cop impersonator, where Mark explains that he's a captain at the precinct near where he lives. (laughs) (laughs) Blonde mechanic. Kevin is a foul-mouthed blonde mechanic. Mm. Uh, And baby, in which a disturbed couple attempt to abscond with a woman's newborn baby. (laughs) So, segment one, starting off today's show uh, with the recurring segment of Does This Hold Up? by taking a third and maybe final look at Mark's Mississippi, Mississippi blues man character. Um, so this is the third time we've seen Mark do a Mississippi blues man, although notably this time he's not in character as quote unquote Mississippi Gary, and he's not wearing any dark makeup. And in fact, he breaks the fourth wall, uh, as a conceit of the sketch to ask why he, a white boy from Vermont would play a Mississippi blues man in the first place. So the question I wanted to put to you all is, was this Mark and the kids learning their lesson about portraying people of color? Or is this just doubling down on a bad bit to find laughs from a different uh, angle? So what do you all think? Trevor, kick us off here. First of all, blackface. The term for it is blackface. And it was a thing that happened. He's not wearing blackface this time. Uh, I think, um, but we had a conversation uh, quite a a while back when we first started uh, recording this podcast after that first episode when you were like holy crap there's blackface in the first episode i was saying yeah he even has another segment later in the season where he kind of tries to i guess address it um and that is what i interpret this sketch as is him acknowledging that mississippi gary was kind of a bad thing to do But he doesn't apologize no, exactly. He just he breaks into it. the voice, double down, and ham bones. He doesn't apologize at <laughs> all. <laughs> it's just like it's an addressing of it, but it is so not an apology. It's like he's mm. winking at the idea of apologizing at all because he ends it by <laughs> ham boning and getting a thicker accent somehow. <laughs> I feel like somehow he's acknowledging that the joke is on him this time, though. I mean, yeah. I, I, actually, I actually do think this is a quite a smart way of addressing the issue that would other... Yeah, obviously it was a huge mistake to do the blackface. I mean, he's, he's explaining that, yes, 
he knows nothing about the South. I mean, he's like, oh, I've never met any in Vermont. Not a lot of bluesmen uh, came to ski. Um, and like you said, he also hurts himself when he's doing the hambone, handbone. I don't really know. Hambone. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, of course, I mean. <laughs> you know nothing, Clayton. It's always ham. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian most of the time. Okay, of course, it doesn't It doesn't in any way make up for the first take of Mississippi Carry, but I think if he didn't do this, the character might not have lived as long. I'm pretty sure there are further takes of this, aren't there? I feel like it comes up again. Yeah, so I mean, though it did make me think, if Mississippi Gary was always a guy from Vermont, did he lie during his relationship with Kathy <laughs> McKay? <laughs> it's part of his game. I don't think this is Mississippi Gary, right? But it, that's, but it that's, is. But it is. Like, there's, there, it's a, it's, there was, there'd be it's no the other same explanation set, unless too. he was to even wear something else. He's wearing the exact same glasses, the exact same clothes. No blackface yeah. this time, though. No blackface, no black though. Thank God. <laughs> the, the, th- the other thing that I thought was interesting and which I think undercuts the whole is this them being acknowledging uh, their mistakes and learning and stuff was was the the kind of coded way he talks about black people uh, by being like, we didn't have a lot of blues men in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They, they don't yeah. tend to be skiers. Like, I don't know about the rest of you. I definitely read that as like him... referencing black people and (laughs) and so it kind of to me that undercut the whole uh the self-acknowledgement or whatever was kind of trying to go on there because it it kind of i don't know it read it read sort of ugly this is this is really a throwback to like early 90s canada a place where racism doesn't happen only misunderstandings (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) because we never would it's part of our national identity yes no i know this is probably like the least the least like problematic about all of this is the fact that I was really pissed off that he said Vermont rather than, like, Manitoba. <laughs> I know, right? I, I made a note that they play to America a lot. They yeah. never call it Canada. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, like, specifically the, making fun of Canadians. Though in the Stop the World sketch from last episode, um, Bobby runs past a Canada Post mailbox, and I mm. was very happy that they kept the logo in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and Bob on the run, he, like, specifically goes to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so this one, I think you guys are right that it's an acknowledgement of past portrayals and missteps, but I don't think it's an apology because I think this is just another rewriting of the preacher skit where he, like, Mark gets to do a character that he's clearly been doing at <laughs> open mics forever, and then he breaks it down to be like, hey, I'm Mark McKinney. I'm actually pretty self-aware and cute. And then he does the character three to four more times. Well, the, and this is the question, the other question I had, which I didn't ask in the intro to the segment, but but is Mississippi Gary forever tainted because of the first couple of ways that it was portrayed? So, for instance... <laughs> is, is Mississippi if, Gary tainted because it is a character that relies on blackface? Is a question well, so I, I was uh, To get really political because i apparently do that sometimes in the show so the the trump travel ban was in the supreme court and and the question they were trying to answer was like if if the original law was racist and was motivated by like anti-religious or anti-muslim animus like is our future iterations of it that apparently don't have those flaws are they still like subject to the same thing and i was feeling like that with mississippi gary like even if he kept doing the character but didn't do it in blackface anymore would it forever be tainted because the first couple of times he did do it in blackface and it is it is kind of supposed to be quote unquote a black character i i, I don't know but i'm i'm curious to kind of the think thing about that is is that i think that if you're just watching a lot of kids in the hall sketches on youtube you may not come across them in order and so mm. in that way it's almost a I, I hate to say it this way but you know a, a saving grace for that character because if you skip across 
that horrible mistake. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. You you just are like, oh, he's doing a blues character, and there's there's no attempt to sully it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he 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 does the great a great voice, and I think there's some hilarious components and. You know, He's got the um, ramble like cadence down. Mm-hmm. So he just should really oh. go thank Google is really what I'm trying yeah. to say. He really does nail that character. I really, I the whole reason I had this segment today was because I just, I love his character and I just, I want a redemption so badly <laughs> because I want to love it. I want to love it. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, regular listeners of the show, we have those, right? Uh, <laughs> they'll know that I'm we off. have a, a regular segment called Kids Say the Fucking Darndest Things. And normally we use that segment to talk about our favorite lines from the episode. But today I wanted to talk about how the kids got away with so much swearing, nudity, and other mm. questionable content on a prudish country's public broadcaster. Um, in this episode, we have Buddy saying shit directly into the camera, which in the 90s, if you recall, would have been still pretty taboo. Um, and then followed up by the blonde mechanic sketch in which every single character drops fucks all over the place and Kevin gives Bruce as well as the audience the finger. Um, <laughs> so every time this happens, I'm amazed that they were able to get away with it. And I can't think of any other show on CBC that ever put this kind of content on and got away with it, whether at the time or before or after. Um, so I'm wondering, how do we think they managed to do that? And is it is it also part of what makes the kids stand out and so special for uh, for us compared to a lot of other shows? Oh, I hope that's not the only thing that makes them special. There, yeah, there's so much weirdness involved with it. And I think right down to their core conceit, they're like, what if we were a sketch troupe from kids who were picked last for improv teams? <laughs> and we all got to get together and hang out. Like, there's this sort of outsider weirdness is kind of a core part of their identity. Mm. But like, yeah, one of my first experiences with Kids in the Hall was they said fuck on TV. <laughs> and I think it must have been through some weirdness and syndication that I th- like the first couple episodes were for HBO, which would have had mm-hmm. different rating standards. And then it was like possibly sold back to CBC because CBC had funded it in part. Like, I'm not sure how the ownership has gone through, mm. but mm. it definitely is weird. And it's definitely inconsistent. When you watch shows now, it tends to be like if it's rated for a certain filthiness you'll usually have that much filthiness per episode mm-hmm. you know what i mean where it's like they don't always swear. there's some episodes where they don't swear at all and mm-hmm. there are some where they swear just effusively mm-hmm. yeah okay when i was getting these show notes ready i went to go watch the blonde mechanic episode sketch mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. um and brought it up on youtube and i found actually what seemed to be a comedy central branded version and it had no swearing oh, at hmm. all hmm. at all so hmm. it even happened a few different lines where scott was just saying you know, what the freak is that? <laughs> and so, and so I just wonder how many times they actually just made different version of sketches or left some out depending on what they were airing mm-hmm. or where they were airing. Comedy Central would be mm-hmm. a reissue too. Like that would be mm-hmm. like a post syndication kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe they and maybe that it. was like a, like before and after a certain time of night. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. I think when it initially aired, it was largely uncensored, but we have to look into that. I, mm. I would guess that when it was at least being aired on CBC, they would have at least bleeped swear words. Am I wrong? thinking that um i don't, I, I don't think know. they did like the, i don't know because it, it aired late any swearing and that's the other thing too is i'm viewing these episodes now uh you know decades later on the cbc website and the cbc yeah. website you would think would kind of follow by the same content rules they would have for tv mm-hmm. um and they don't bleep anything out they leave it exactly as it is right huh. so it, yeah. that's what makes me feel like at the time it would have been 
it would have been kept in its in its completeness as well. But. I I don't know. I don't know. After after seeing this YouTube discrepancy, this has been blown right open. Kalina, the YouTube videos that you saw, did they have did they have just overdubbing of like freak? No, no, they had like almost a completely different set of dialogue. Huh. Oh, so wow. There is actually. Um, when Kevin is addressing like the guy who's waiting for him, he says he doesn't even say he doesn't say fuck once, and it's a completely different line. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's when they're when they're brushing his hair. <laughs> um, Mark has some sort of line about being like, "Hey, hey, hey! I read about this in a magazine, okay?" And and just like the the, the banter is completely different huh. before the phone rings. Hmm. So yeah, it's just it was just interesting to think. It's kind of like when when rappers have to do a whole different version <laughs> of their song for radio. Huh. I really want to see the TBS made for TV movie version of this where of like snakes on a plane, but for these kind of sketches. <laughs> but one where they where they totally uh, re-edit uh, like the nudity and other content from like one of the buddy episodes or, or sketches or something like that becomes super surreal. <laughs> so that would be fun. Another thing that I like I want to say here, though, is I don't really remember what TV was like in the early 90s, other than the few shows that I was watching as a kid. And I mean, there were shows out there like The Simpsons was considered kind of racy at the time. Mm. So I think The Kids in the Hall was definitely pushing an envelope. Mm. But by the time I was really watching Kids in the Hall, it was more like the mid to late 90s. And I was watching on Comedy Central and it was being played alongside stuff. Stuff that was just a lot more crude, like Tom Green show or Kevin Spencer type shows, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, Kevin Spencer. I completely forgot about him. You know, I wonder if it just is... Just that awful cartoon. I wonder if it is a Canadian regulation thing that because it was a CBC show, maybe we didn't have... Canada didn't have as robust censorship standards, which sounds insane to me, but it's possible that it was just like... I know in the States they were quite heavily regulated. Yeah. But it, it's very possible in Canada that it was like, eh, if it's after 10.30, like, you know, keep the rampant violence down to a medium if any of our listeners were alive back in the 80s please tell us you can send (laughs) us emails i'm sure we have an address maybe i'll maybe i'll include it at some point or or if anyone who works for the crtc or cbc Mm. seems to have listened to this by accident (laughs) please let us know i feel like we're opening the door for new berenstein berenstein there's gonna be people that remember swearing on cbc and others that don't you know unified Uh, bruce theory cracks open the universe oh god what have we done All right. Well, I I know uh, I said that that last segment was not going to be talking about our favorite lines, but I did want to hear what our favorite lines from this episode are as well. So mine comes from The Woman Lovers, uh, where Bruce (laughs) says, we cannot change who we are. And Dave replies with, no, to change would mean to make an effort, which (laughs) is a perfect encapsulation of uh, shitty men everywhere. So. Stu, what about yours? Oh, man. I actually had that one earmarked as well because I just... I thought it was so cute and, like, brutal. Mm. Um, <laughs> I liked the, the first F-bomb in Mechanic. It was like, when your car's fucking ready, you'll fucking know. Because <laughs> it just it yeah. still caught me off guard, and mm. I am a grown man. Kevin, Kevin I, swearing always sounds out of place. My 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 favorite would definitely be from the the blonde mechanic one as well. Um, I, I kind of just think it's a kind of funny character where he's trying so hard to like make you think he's this really classy guy, and before he's even <laughs> revealed as Harry's like, "Hey, I love the opera." As a matter of fact, I happen to be writing a light opera about a guy who brings a station wagon into an auto shop. They don't have the parts he needs, and he kills his lover. Very nice. I also have an extensive. 
wine cellar that was once written up in a magazine called Wine, Wine, Wine. <laughs> yeah, I had that one down too. Just like, what was the point of the name of that magazine beyond just a dumb guy? <laughs> Oh, man. But there's so many good uh, quotes from the blonde mechanic sketch. Obviously, the sweary version. Um, <laughs> How did you see uh, the sweary version, Kalina? We'll talk about that another time. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, anyway, in the blonde mechanic sketch, uh, a hyper-masculine Scott Thompson is brushing Kevin's golden locks and mm-hmm. warns, Hey, what are you doing? You'll pull his fucking roots out. <laughs> Loved it. Loved that was, it. That was another highlight for uh-huh. me as well. All right. Well, before we go, let's hear everyone's favorite sketch of the week, shall we? Trevor, what's yours? Oh, of course, it's Blonde Mechanic. It's This isn't a great episode overall, but that one's really a great standout kind of Kevin piece. And I give it four bottles of moose out of five. Mm. Nice. Yeah, nice. Blonde Mechanic is my fave, though I prefer the version, obviously, with all the swearing. So 3.5 fucks out of five for me. <laughs> I'm actually... I'll, I'll go against the grain here and do the secret policeman handshake because... Oh. <laughs> There was this weird that moment was a good at the one. end that was a good one. where talking about darker content, he whispers as the cop is playing away, he's like, that's Roman Polanski's cousin. Those girls are 15. <laughs> what? And nobody acknowledges oh, yeah. it. They're just like, get in the car, drunkie. Like, <laughs> and then it's also when he's getting arrested, Kevin looks at him and he's like, no, this is fine. This isn't tragic. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. That, I, I will give you that one, Stu. That, uh, that, there were some... There were some good lines in that one, and it's some, some weird ones, too. That Roman Polanski bit definitely stood out as a bit of a sore I, I but, did um, not like that sketch, though. Come on. Like, it no, just I like drags this, on. I, I missed that line, and I didn't like that sketch. Well, the line, I think, makes it worse, in my opinion. But I did love the, like, yeah, I'm the captain at the precinct uh, down the house from where I live. From where I live. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good line, too. <laughs> it's a great line. But uh, I give this week to uh, Blues Man, um, <sighs> because Mark just does such a great job of that character, and it's always really upset me that he's had such a great character, and it was just needlessly racist and this feels like as close as we're likely to come to get a version of this sketch that isn't problematic Um, and it just has some amazing lines like well i seem to have injured myself doing the handball (laughs) (laughs) so i give it four lily white collegiate hands out of five yeah all right well that's been our review for season one episode 15 Please join us next week for our episode 16 review, which will be hosted by Kalina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.